It's me, Dan, from Harmontown. You can hear episodes of our show and 30 others before anyone else on TuneIn First Play. The TuneIn app is a free mobile audio app available across iOS, Android, and Windows. Podcast superfans get even more from their favorite shows. For four weeks, new episodes of Harmontown will be available a full 24 hours early, exclusively on TuneIn. Podcasts will release their new episodes early, including feral audio shows like Drinky Fun Time, Dome People Town, and Natural. Butte. Tune in is also full of content like live sports, news, music, and audiobooks. Get the next episode of Harmontown right now at the TuneIn app at tunein.com slash Harmontown. PRA, Public Radio America. You're smarter already. This week on You're Welcome, we focus on the newest tradition in American families, the tradition of non-tradition. This is not one of those Buddhist one-hand-clapping things. I swear we have a point to make here. Chartreuse Beljar reports from the murky depths of Orange County. Did it get its name from the fruit or the color? Or perhaps both. And BBC affiliate Austin Bronte reports on the tricentennial county shift. Is that a dance? And if so, would it be offensive if I attempted it? All of these questions will be answered, plus, in the interest of being fair and balanced, Someone wrong with deplorable outlooks will be in the studio. I dare not even mention his name, like Lord Voldemort. All of this and retractions today on... You're Welcome! Welcome to Your Welcome. I'm Stefan-Straitman, and I give change to homeless people, but only because I tell them that they must save it to invest in property on Lake Mungo. Our top story... Traditional families in America are going the way of the dinosaur, and I don't mean they are beloved by children and very expensive to recreate in blockbuster films. I mean they are going extinct. As pro-family activists spent the last decade organizing protests against the interspecies cohabitation between metaphorical T-Rexes and metaphorical pterodactyls, their own marriages fell apart right under their noses. Using lesbianism, homosexualityism, and an eternal return of internet dating apps, their children cannibalized the future reptile eggs of mother, father, daughter, son, or MFDS families, as we know them, paving the way for the irrelevance of the flesh penis, and with it, the patriarchy. It's hard to believe there were once enough of these MFDS families that legal scholars thought them important to maintaining society. But today's couplings and triplings have shown otherwise. People living with other people to afford rent or make with the romance has become the norm. Those who haven't replaced children with cuter, lower-cost animals often regret their decision and opt to send their children to learning schools where they don't have to see them, ever. Scholars have long been baffled at the rapid decline of suburban MFDS groupings over the last half a century, wondering where they all went and why they came here in the first place. Once more common than a cold, these cohabitators could be observed taking nightly fast food meals together under the effervescent light of television tubes. Waiting in line impatiently for the daughter to leave the shared bathroom became a thing so popular they put it in movies and the audience smiled knowingly. On any given weekend, an explorer from the city could watch MFDS families washing cars, canning in jars, and even huddling around the television warmth of Veronica Mars. 
All this changed following a series of radical bra burnings in the 1970s. The floodgates of lesbianism gushed through the city's dental dams. These new same-sex sex populations produced more variations on cohabitation configurations than sea monsters in Jurassic Park 3. It comes as no surprise that today, the parents of the last MFDS family in existence filed for divorce. The two octogenarians agreed it just was not working out. Court reports show that Bradley and Babby Bradley were unhappily married for 60 impressive years. The judge didn't even know why they were there. Blowing e-cigarette smoke from a vape pen, he was quoted as saying, What the fuck is a marriage? Even we at your welcome weren't sure, and we tend to know everything. Our interest peaked, so we sent our dutiful correspondent Chartreuse Beljar to the suburban ruins of Orange County to find out just, quote, what the fuck was a marriage? Chartreuse, any ideas? Stefan, I am here in an abandoned McDonald's, and the stench, well, frankly, it smells like a bag of old McMuffins and a hint of child sweat. The Bradleys wanted to meet here because they say it was the place where their marriage began to falter. Um, uh, Mr. Bradley? Uh, hello? Oh, you know, don't mind him. He's always like this. One fried apple pie and he's out. Food coma. Ugh. You mean... Ugh. You mean to say he ate a pie that's been lying around in this McDonald's for, for years now? Yes, unlike some things, they don't go sour or soft. Ew. Miss Bradley, what was it like being an M in the MFDS formulation? What kinds of oppressions did you endure? Oh, well, it was a lot of making sack lunches and watching soap operas. Some sweeping. I Actually, I swept for 20 years before we got a vacuum cleaner. Can you believe that? Life without a vacuum cleaner. I don't think so. How did we live before them? Uh, I don't know what that is. It's the thing that sucks the dirt off the floors. Oh, yes. Roomba! I thought you were referring to something medical. So you only slept with one man for 60 years. <laughs> How in the world did you ever think that could work? I mean, isn't that a bit daft? You know, it's not so bad, and when the D's and the S's come along, it's not about being romantic as much. It's about managing a house. It's satisfying in a different way, like being a maid. Hmm. So you stuck with it even after the great bra fires of the 70s. What kept you? Did he lock the doors from outside? <laughs> no, I, I wasn't locked in, honestly. You know, we never fell out of love. In the last few years, though, it's gotten hard. No one knows how to do our taxes. No one will notarize our wills. People at the country club kicked us out because we wouldn't do orgies or swing. They'd say MFDS stands for mother suckers. Sounds a bit ironic, because I'm sure there's a lot of sucking at orgies. Yeah, you're telling me. And where is your daughter and son today? Well, they were embarrassed that we were still married and stopped coming home for holidays. Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas. You know, sometimes they'd come home on Ramadan to use our washer-dryer combo, but I think that the timing was just coincidental. I don't see them much. B.B. is a crane operator outside of Houston. She's rich. 
Phoebe runs a turtle farm in Tupelo. He's not. I don't know if they are in relationships. Fascinating. I love turtles. I love toitles. Remember that? I don't. It's a YouTube video. I'm unfamiliar with it. A lot of our listeners are curious about who you think you might date now that you are a woman liberated from 60 years of captivity. Any plans of swinging a different way, you know, going on a different team, eating clams, tacos, scissoring, being a lesbian? Oh, okay, because I've eaten a taco and a clam, just not in a... Not a human Vaginal sense, no. I think you're confused, Chartreuse. You know, I only divorced my husband for financial reasons, and also because I don't want to have sex with anyone anymore. It's dried up. But aren't you a little... little curious? Bye, curious? I'm 80 years old. If I was curious, I'd be dead by now. Never too late. I, for one, am looking forward to the romantic adventures of Babby, because living vicariously through a recently divorced 80-year-old woman is frankly all I've got. While it is clear that these two individuals are happier divorced than they've ever been in their lives, I'm not sure if I'll ever fight my way out of the Orange County wasteland. Stefan, can you send me a news copter to pick me up? Uh, uh, first of all, it's Stefan, a soft F. Um, I don't think there's any budget for a helicopter chartreuse. Our pledge drive is only at 1.4% of its goal. Uh, but perhaps I can reconnect with my estranged nephew in Fullerton, and he can drive his 1990 Buick Skylark down to get you. Your Welcome World News is brought to you by Brunch. We get it. You like pancakes and sleeping in. Why should your late-night binge drinking exclude you from eating food designed to give blue-collar workers enough protein to competently operate heavy machinery. Brunch. The most important meal of the day for you. The most important person in the world. And by Condescension. Oh, you've heard of it? How nice for you. Uh, joining us now, as evermore, via British Skype, is BBC correspondent Austin Bronte. Good evening, madam. Uh, it's Sir Austin. Not yet, it's not, Stephen. Mr. Austin for now. <laughs> Terrific. Sir Austin, Mr. Bronte, how the devil are you? A devil in need is a devil indeed. Deviled eggs to you, master, and to your eggs, the devil. I have no idea what you're talking about, and feel, if anything, a little offended. But I'm culturally obligated to find you adorable, Austin. So what news from over there in the fair city of England? Well, Stephen, as I'm sure you've been hearing, the country is abuzz with the upcoming tricentennial county shift. What does that mean? I'm sure you have no need at all to ask, but I shall tell you regardless. Once every 300 years, each of England's 50 counties changes name. The Queen has done her duty and pulled the new countular titles from the royal swan. Among several surprises, Glamonge is to become Carthidula, Pterodactyl is to be known as Shrimpshire, and Flan will henceforth for 300 years be known unto all as Sponge. This is indeed a surprise. I, for one, will miss vacationing in Flan, but look forward to seeing what antics the people of Sponge get up to. 
Now, I understand that this grand tradition has a rather cheesy origin. Uh, that's right, Stephen. It all goes back to a decree from the time of King Samantha, who famously buried himself in a tunnel of cheese and chewed his way to safety guided by an apparition known as the Sprite of Dunfleece. In his cheese-induced reverie, the king decided that every sheep shall belong to the crown and that the first Sunday in March be devoted to shirt-tucking. And what does that have to do with this tri-sentient country whatever the hell it is? He also decreed that every county in England should change its name every 300 years. It was the cheese, do you see? Not really at all, no. I'm sorry for you, Stephen. Shall I go on? My heart says, no, don't go on, please. But my producer says, we've got to fill five minutes. So let's continue. It says here something about London being cleaned. What can you tell us about that? Quite right, Stephen. For centuries, London has proudly proclaimed itself Europe's dirtiest city. Shakespeare famously dubbed it the Big Nasty Yuck. And Samuel Johnson wrote, When a man is tired of London, he is tired of a smelly old pile of dirty, nasty old things. But of course, what's not to love about the big, dirty, old foul smoke? The Toilet of England, JFK lovingly referred to it as, but now, under pressure from some facelessly clean and nice-smelling bureaucrats in Brussels, London is required to meet European standards of hygiene with a good old scrub. So it's toothbrushes at the ready for 40 million volunteers who will be literally scouring high and low, turning the city from lovable grime hole into bland Euro-clean pit. A great shame for lovers of ancient filth. Indeed. Stephen. And finally, if I may, has anyone seen my clackers? Um, you, I'm sorry? That's right. Has anyone seen my clackers? Stephen? Uh, is this news? I, I'm afraid you've lost me there, Austin. Your clackers? Oh, right. This must be one of your whimsical British idioms that we Americans so passionately tolerate. No, Stephen, I really have lost my clackers. They were here a minute ago, and now they are gone. I haven't a hope of finding my way home without them. Austin, you have literally stopped making sense. And that's not a reference to the definitive Talking Heads film and accompanying album, the Blu-ray special edition anniversary release of which I gave all of my nieces and nephews for their first birthdays. No, I mean you literally aren't making sense. I need you to hang up the Skype... And please go away. Go away, Stephen. Go away, Austin. Turn off your British Skype. Going away, Stephen. Me, Austin Bronte, going away on the road to nowhere. Go away. Please go away. Has he gone? I think I can still see his face on British Skype. Is he still there? Is he looking at me? Good evening, madam. Goodbye forever, Austin. Joining me now in the studio, unfortunately, is a man that, well, I regret using the term hate, because that is indeed a strong term. My producers believe that we are a bit one-sided here at Your Welcome World News, uh, tilting the scales towards things like uh, being correct, 
um, having the right idea about life, um, being uh, compassionate, empathetic, um, being uh, in general good people. So here to horribly mangle those scales into something that resembles a destroyed bumper from a wrecked, burning car that was once the hopes of America is right-wing pundit Donald Sagan. Well, thank you for having me, Stefan. I'm happy to be here. I did expect a little more crossfire, a little less uh, loaded descriptions of who I am. I I am on the board of the Rand Corporation, uh, think tank, uh, specialty is in medical marijuana right now. So I don't know. Is that right? That's right. That's something that I believe in. How is it possible that you are... This is some sort of trick. This is some sort of satanic Lucifer-style trick to get me on your side, isn't it? Oh, well, we we believe in it. It's just that you go down to Denver and you see what's going on there, and it's, you know, right now it's a lot of people taking part-time jobs to support their habits. Right. Um, now, specify Denver, Florida? Denver, Denver, Colorado, where recently yes. legislation has passed to allow Go any on. any kind of bum on the street to get hooked on marijuana. And if you want a case of what's going to happen to Denver, look at San Francisco. The streets are riddled with marijuana junkies. Well, that is true, and I must say that's one of both my favorite and least favorite things about San Francisco is the sheer amount of marijuana available and the sheer amount of people whose lives have been destroyed by the demon weed. Oh, I'm glad we found something we can agree on. No, no, I don't agree with you on anything ever. Well, Dom, the Rand Corporation's problem is we want to support free trade all around. Uh-huh. And uh, by free trade, of course, you mean uh, trading human beings to um, dictatorships, um, enslaving unsuspecting children to be harnessed in uh, diamond mines and building pyramids, things like that? That's right. Wherever the market will support. Oh, how I loathe you. Well, you don't believe in America, Stephen. That's all. That's That's your problem. I don't really see how that affects, you know, politics today. I'll stop you right there, uh, especially since you're at the end of your sentence, and I will tell you that I, Donald, believe in America the way a seven-year-old believes in Santa Claus, fanatically, devotedly, and unquestioningly. Well, that's, that can't be, because I've heard your programs, and you have British people on there all the time. We kicked them out hundreds of years ago. I don't know if you have the order of events right there. I think it actually might be... Uh, I think you're putting the, the horse before the cart, so to speak. What's your stance on immigration? What is my stance on immigration? I say blow open the doors right off the hinges, let them all in. Well, now we found a point of disagreement. Oh, that wasn't hard. I disagree with you on everything under the sun and moon. I think immigrants should probably go back to where they came from. Including? Italians. What? S Swedes. It's really? Mexicans. Oh, there you go. Well, they're all the same, aren't they? 
Well, no, Swedes are blonde. Oh. And Italians uh, cook pasta, where Mexicans generally cook um, things like tacos, um, burritos. Now you're getting it. You're right. sounding like me. I don't. I know. We that's can not agree. True. All that stuff's you're, dog food. No, you are tricking me into some sort of bear trap that I refuse to step into. What do you think about same sex? Um, I it's been years, honestly. I, oh, you mean like uh, same sex marriages between two uh, people of the homosexual? No, no, just same sex. Two men in a shower together in some sort of sports environment. Why is that the first place your mind goes? Well, that's that's something we're organizing against. We feel like youth in high school might be might be looking at each other's privates. Uh-huh. But isn't that their business? I mean, how do you intend to regulate every shower in every high school in America? That seems a lofty premise. Well, the times are changing. We got cameras everywhere now. Yes, that's true. I'm actually looking at three right now. I helped install one of them. I'm not sure where the other two came from. Those might be yours. Well, let me pull up a high school shower. Oh, please do. See there? That could be a pervert. It's just a... Well, actually, I probably shouldn't look at this. Uh, That is a wholly naked uh, person who is... That's right, a prepubescent boy. Best case scenario, Donald Sagan... That is a naked 18-year-old. That is the absolute best-case scenario. You are bringing very incendiary materials into the studio right now. Well, listen. Okay. It's not the highest resolution. Camera available. You can't see. I don't need that many pixels to get a clear image of what on earth is going on in this shower. This is really not for me to see. And I want to make an official statement to uh, anyone surveying this um, uh, web stream uh, that I have nothing to do with this. I didn't look at it. I, uh, my hands are in the air. I have absolutely nothing to do with this at all. Well, as immigration goes, so goes the country. You can't just change the subject. First of all, please close your laptop. Please close your laptop. (laughs) You can't just web stream a shower footage of a high school boy into this, my studio. Let me let me show you another one. This is a shower in Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, not okay. I don't want to see this. Well, I you brought me here to express my political beliefs. I believe there should be surveillance in every area. Including showers. In every area. In schools. Showers in schools. That's right. What what do you call this political platform? We call it Shower Party. So you're calling this political platform Shower Party. That's right. You heard of a political party? Uh, several times, yes. You heard of showers? Well, once or twice. Well, it's a shower party. Our political party is going after perverts and showers. Public showers. Places like... Beaches, like like in Santa Monica Beach. And how do you intend to inform people of your political platform? How do you intend to get the word out? Well, it's really just more of a matter of letting everybody know they're being watched in the shower. So don't try, don't try any of that sucky sucky. Don't be polishing each other's b****s. 
Uh, what is this DVD that you're pulling out of your knapsack and slowly sliding across the desk? Is this we, for me? Yeah, we call this one Teen Challenge. Teen Challenge. That's right. Okay. Um, should I read the back of the box, or would you like to summarize this for me? I'll summarize it for you. We set up a kissing booth at every flagpole across the country. During homecoming, we bait homosexuals into coming to kiss a man. And you call this Teen Challenge? It's Teen Challenge. We're we're gonna catch the predators that are coming to the coming out of the high school before they get old enough to prey on the on the on the lambs. I'm looking at the runtime on the back of the DVD box. Uh, so you're telling me this is over four hours of people, uh, teenagers kissing at this flagpole kissing booth. That's right. We want to out these perverts. Okay. It's, it's it's a it's one of the it's kind of a bait and switch deal. It's uh yeah, it certainly seems to be. Um, what can it looks like? There's also over two hours of bonus features. Well, that's the part where when they kiss the man, we pull him up on a truck and we take him to Mexico and drop him off. I see. So when you're against Mexican immigrants, you're also against excommunicated Americans that you threw over the border coming back in. Absolutely. This is a diabolical scheme. Uh, first of all, I'm going to ask you to put that DVD back in your knapsack, please, and thank you. Uh, you still have not closed your laptop. Uh, that's alarming. Please put that back in your knapsack, too. Let me pull up another one of our initiatives. Please don't. I've got one called 1-900-YOU'RE-GAY. Donald Sagan, you are the devil. The time has come. For you to leave my studio. All right. Well, I want to tell your listeners, if you have homosexual tendencies, please call 1-900-YOU'RE-GAY, and we'll be sending a bus over to your house, load you up on there, and taking you to either Communist Canada or the frontiers of Mexico. Terrific. Well, that's something to look forward to if you take this uh, monster up on his so-called bait and switch. Now I will ask you to leave my studio, and I will turn a different sort of switch the lock on the door. Hey, Stefan, you want to get on this party bus I got outside? Very tempting. Please get out right now. All right. At least he got my name right. As always here on Your Welcome World News, being right all the time can be exhausting, so sometimes mistakes are made. Here are this week's retractions. The word twerk appears in Moby Dick zero times, as opposed to the previously reported 17. Red hair is not contagious. Early cartographers did not utilize an extinct fifth direction on maps with a compass that read north, south, east, west, and that away. George Washington Carver was not related to George Washington or Washington Irving or Boy George. Still no word on if he was related to Rupert Murdoch, but it's less likely than previously reported. A quick update on PRA's ongoing fundraiser. We are up to 1.4% of our fundraising goal. Donors at the $10 or higher pledge range receive a mug that says, My other mug is biodegradable. Thanks for listening, or at least having us on in the background while you drive. And special thanks, as always, to research assistants Eric Stoles, Madeline Wager, Jeremy Simon, and Levi Petrie, along with intern Leslie Corrine and in-studio hamster wrangler Zane Grant. I'm Stefan Hyphen Straitman saying, we're right all the time so you don't have to be. Thank you, and you're welcome.
branch of the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.